It had been a handful of days since I had spoken to Harlan about my first solo mission, and what a busy couple of days it had been. During that time, I had handpicked eleven kindred from the files my sire had given me, as well as intensely studying the ways of an Asimite. The night in question was indeed another night I should have been doing that studying, doing my best to ensure that when the time came for embrace came at Alamut, the desert fortress of the Asimites, I would be given the right to stay in the ranks of my new kin, despite my rather unusual embrace. But something had occurred that needed my immediate attention if my extracurricular activities were to continue. To understand my haste, you must first understand the purpose and the way I was forming the organization I created. I had found a group of kindred from a series of clans prepared to help me hunt and brutalize a number of Nazi spies and leaders throughout the city of Monte Cassino. Establishing an organization in which all of the members besides myself knew each other only by pseudonyms and unique face coverings. Ensuring that if one of the members of the cell was caught or killed, the rest of the group would be able to walk away with relative safety. All of my groundwork had been laid. And we would have been able to start. However, there was a slight issue. Due to the recent death of a Due to the death of a certain German spy, set to meet with a certain high-ranking member of the Sabbat, led to a scattering of the targets I had selected throughout the city, making things far more difficult than I had first intended. But that afternoon we had a stroke of luck. The German intelligence officer in charge of these shifts died earlier that afternoon of liver failure. This meant that there was a certain morgue in the city that if you knew the right methods, held all of the information my organization would need. Thankfully, walking with me through the uh, quiet halls of the morgue was someone with that express know-how. Enter Alonzo Moretti, codename Caron. Alonzo was a Giovanni, a clan with the unique discipline of necromancy a talent that would allow us to pick the brain of the recently deceased. In addition, he held natural talent and mental domination, which made getting past the mortal workers of the morgue extremely easy. When he had finished entrancing the last of the employees, he addressed me. So, do you know anything more about the person hiring us for this Joe? Or did everyone get the same cryptic messages and instructions? Joe, he had called me. Joe was short for my codename, G.I. Joe. It was a joke thrown at me enough during my time in the military that I chose to use it for my own pseudonym. I tugged at my mask, a thick piece of leather bearing 50 stars of red, white, and blue, and a pair of aviator goggles over my eyes, ensuring that they were covering my face securely before answering. Nothing but a note, codename, and disguise. It seems a little extreme to me, but if it means I get a chance to inflict some pain on Nazi scum of this city, it's well worth it. He paused, looking at me beyond a mask of ivory resembling a skull, 
with a small half of a simple boat painted upon each cheek, reading me for any signs of deception. I bet some Toriador is patting himself on the back somewhere for the masks and whatnot. Seems like we have our fair share of allies in this though, eh? Which is certainly comforting. Together we pushed open the last door of the mortuary. A room cold enough that I imagine we could have seen our breath. Had either of us still needed to breathe. Together we searched through a series of still containers. Finding at first only war dead, men shot and exploded in the line of duty. Others held civilians caught in the crossfire or dying of diseases that were running rampant throughout the city. Finally, we found the bastard. Compared to the artillery shell victims, he was in rather good shape, a little jaundiced. So here he is. Can you talk to him? Maybe. Though his body is here, there is no guarantee that his soul was strong enough to uh, form a, a ghost that I may summon. Give me a moment. He placed his hand upon the chest of the deceased, and his eyes began to glow a light blue. He chanted lightly under his breath in a language I couldn't comprehend, in a voice so soft that I myself could barely hear. Slowly, blue mist began to spew from the body and his hands flowing away from the corpse before taking form of a human figure, barely visible to me at the time, but there nonetheless. Where am I? The spirit spoke in a broken, wispy, barely audible English. Each word seemed to take an incredible amount of effort on both the part of the apparition, as well as Alonzo. Alonzo's hands shook ever so slightly as he allowed the apparition to occupy a time and place it otherwise should not, and found the strength to speak. Behold, spirit, I am Karen, master of the underworld, he who will ferry your soul to its place of rest. I will ask you many questions, and if you answer truthfully, your soul will be favored more by the fates. I don't understand. <sighs> it seems his uh, English wasn't great in life and hasn't improved since crossing over. I'll, I'll have to try something else. So you won't be able to understand, but I will. I watched as a mist began to emanate from his mouth as they began to speak in a language I couldn't comprehend. For a moment, I was transported back to Texas, remembering my brother who went to seminary school, telling me stories of men and women who spoke in tongues, a language of angels, a language that transcended the barrier of languages so all who heard the words could comprehend. I remember being struck when hearing Alonzo and that vile creature speak. Not with divinity and unity, but rather alienation and division. It was a language not meant to bring people together, but to keep them separated beyond the veil. 
when the words hit my mind, they turned to little more than radio static, making me shudder. Throughout the conversation, Alonzo would turn to me, telling me the locations and schedules that we needed, and I could do nothing more than nod. Eventually, the conversation was coming to a close, ending with Alonzo saying one last sentence to the ghoul before he banished it back to whatever hell it had come from. And I remember, more than anything that night, the look of horror on that wraith's face as it returned to being not more than mist. It's done. You remember everything I said? I would hate to have to summon him back. He may be far less cooperative next time. I nodded. My memory was sharper than most while I was alive, and only improved with my embrace. We shut the mantle container back tight and began to head for the doors. Before we opened them, I spoke once more. What did you say there at the end that frightened it? <laughs> oh, I just let him know that he had been tricked, that he had just betrayed his allies in death more than he ever could have in life. I imagine that will weigh on him as long as his soul remains. Whatever it does, you shouldn't let his kind enjoy a moment's rest, not even in limbo. Beneath his mask, I could see a devil's grin beginning to form. And for a moment, I thought back to the file, learning of the reason why Alonzo was so enticed to join my organization. You see, he was the member of a ghoul family in the south of Italy when Benito Mussolini took power. And under orders from Mussolini, his family was brought out into the streets and killed in broad daylight, only Alonso managing to escape. The sire that had ghouled all of his family took an unnatural pity on him and had allowed him to join the Giovanni organization as a full-fledged member. I remember reading about any time that Alonzo had not working for the Giovanni was spent in search of vengeance to the access to anyone that Alonzo viewed as an enemy, as someone responsible for the death of all his family. Maybe if I had considered that rage a little deeper, I could have prevented the coming ruin. If only I had thought more on why a Giovanni in particular would have made an effective torturer of kine, I could have prevented more death than I had intended. But in that moment, all I felt was kinship, only a shared rage. We left the building as easily as we entered, passing entranced kine on our way out. In the coming days, my group would become known as one of the most effective groups of serial killers known to German command, a reputation that unfortunately drew the ire of many and led to the downfall of the group. Of the original 12 members of the group I formed, only two are still alive today, besides myself. With perhaps one more, in a far worse state than death.
But there is more story between that and now. And unfortunately, I must end my story for tonight. <laughs>